Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. It is a chilly day just about everywhere you are. We took about, uh, we had freezing here in the South. So uh, it's it's been kind of interesting. And we are about to move on with another episode of Watch Dogs Radio. This is our 113th episode. We are rounding in on two years that we've been doing this. And uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun doing it again today. Well, I think I threw a little surprise at my good friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. Chris, did you forget about me today? No, I didn't forget about you. Just <laughs> uh, the time snuck up on me. That's what happened. It does huh. do that. You know, it's funny. I was sitting here updating the web page and uh, information <clears throat> on our guests that we have today, and uh, I looked up, and you know, I was like five minutes before we were ready to go on the air. So I said, "Well, wait a minute, I got to get online here and, and get ready to get fired up." So, yeah, it's funny how time kind of sneaks up on you here. Uh, we've got a pretty good show scheduled today, Chris. You got any news and events or anything going on at the uh, out there at the mothership? Uh, no, well, I mean, the, the, just to make our callers aware, Keith. Uh, you know, last week we talked about. Uh, what Watch Dogs is doing, how we are donating uh, $2.50 off the sale of a military tee-style uh, T-shirt uh, for this uh, for this November. So, you know, uh, basically it's 20% uh, November sales uh, that we're taking uh, when we sell a military-style T-shirt. Uh, we're giving that to the Fisher House uh, to help the military families when they got to when they need to go be uh, near a hospital or near a treatment center for a loved one, they can. And so we're donating uh, a portion of our, our sales uh, to Fisher House for this November. That is awesome. And uh, you know, certainly we've uh, we've been through uh, Veterans Day, and we've made sure that we've, uh, at least I have, uh, tried to make sure that I've said thank you to uh, all of the veterans that I have encountered and of course, uh, you know, my father and my father-in-law both served in World mm. War II. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's just so important that uh, we support the people that uh, have put their lives on the line to protect us. And uh, and I believe that was your idea, Chris. I want to thank you for coming up with that. I think it was uh, that, that's awesome. To, uh, you know, Keith, uh, it's something that we wanted to do last year. It was just kind of, you know, too, too late uh, to, to, to kind of promote it. So we've been... Uh, we're glad to do it, and, and you know, I, I'm just, you know, not to, you know, bring accolades on me or anything, but, you know, I can't tell you how many times I, I tell a a former uh, military vet or veteran, thank you for your service, whether it's at a gas station or getting some coffee or whatever breakfast, how many of those veterans say, hey, thank you so much, sir. We don't, I don't hear that anymore. People don't, you know tell me thank you and, and it does mean a great deal and, and you can just see it in their eye and their expression and you know a lot of uh, veterans get emotional and get choked up when when i do tell them thank you and i do mean it because uh, i'm very appreciative towards uh, for their service and for their family sacrifice 
Well, and of, of course, you know, Eric and I traveling so much, we see so many uh, military in uniform traveling. You know, I try to make an effort to uh, say something when I get the opportunity, and, and it's just appreciated. You know, in, um, in my other life, in my other line of work, uh, in emergency services, you know, it means a lot when someone walks up and says thank you, and, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it really it really gets your attention to know that that somebody out there does you know take an effort just to just to say thank you, just to just show that they care a little bit. It's it's really something. So, well, Chris, we are uh, honored today uh, by the uh, opportunity to bring on one of our uh, top dog coordinators. From right here in the state of Georgia, you know, we joked a little bit about, uh, you know, since I am uh, running the top dog pro- or uh, running the watchdogs program in uh, two different schools where both of my children go, you know, it would be simple to just uh, interview me as the top dog coordinator from Georgia. But, uh, no, I wanted to do something much, much better, somebody that is uh, uh, really working the, uh, the watchdogs program and has a great opportunity but uh, I wanted to interview Miss Angie Pittman. Now, Angie, she is not the person that originated the Watchdog program, but she has taken over for someone who we in the Watchdogs world see as a superstar. Uh, Angie, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. We're going to tell that story. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate you having me on the show, and thank you, Chris, for having me as well. Oh, you're welcome. We're glad you're here. I had the opportunity to visit Midway Elementary last year at the end of the school year as uh, Melissa Grohovac was, uh, a, I guess the easiest thing to say is that she was graduating as the top dog coordinator. Her youngest son was uh, graduating uh, Midway, uh, fifth grade, moving on to middle school, and uh, she has been just an absolute superstar in bringing the Watchdogs program to Forsyth County Schools, which is in uh, northeast metro Georgia, uh, metro Atlanta. But uh, but for someone to be able to, to take the energy and the enthusiasm for the program and to continue it on, when I walked in the door, as soon as I stepped in the door, Angie walked up to me and said, welcome to Midway. You know, she was right there, and it was an honor and a pleasure to meet you. So, Angie, what's it been like to to, to carry that flag? Well, first of all, I want to say that it is such an honor and a blessing to me that Melissa took me into consideration and um, trusted me with a program that she had so much heart and soul for, that she saw a vision for, that she um, shared your vision for um, the program originally and brought it in and along with her and a few of our dads and our great principal Todd Smith at Midway and our superintendent who was Dr. Evans um, all of them along with every single teacher in our school said yes we absolutely want this program and it just took off from there full throttle and has not skipped a beat over the five years that she ran the program in Midway, and um, last year when she was um, getting ready to finish her reign at Midway, she um, saw me. She knew I had a child that was coming up, that I would be at Midway for several more years, and um, thought I would be a good fit and trusted me and kind of brought me into her circle and showed me you know, what she had already accomplished, and it's such a fine-tuned program that she's created that it pretty much 
runs itself. She has done such a good job and has made it so easy for me just to walk in and take over. My hope for the program myself is to continue the momentum and continue the excitement and the joy that it brings to all of our students as well as our parents and especially our dads who are serving. Well, that's great. You know, each year uh, I know Melissa always put together the video and we had a chance to see uh, exactly what was going on throughout the year at Midway, and we really appreciate that, and, I, and we hope that you're able mm-hmm. to continue that. But um, I'm now, taking a lot you, of pictures, yes, <laughs> to continue <laughs> that for her. <laughs> now, were you involved in the program um, previously, or is this your first year in the program? No, uh, my husband signed up in the beginning um, to be a watchdog, so he had already been a watchdog for several years, and um, my I have three sons, and they're kind of staggered out. So we've, we've been at Midway a long time, going to be there for about four more years. And she came over to me one day, and she said, you know what, I'd like for you to take over the program for me. I think you would be a great fit. I know you have many more years here. You've been here a while. You are established. The people know you here. And I feel comfortable that you would be able to continue it. And for me, it was an honor to be asked to do that because I know that hard work and everything that she has done to make sure it's been a success, not only for Midway, but also for many of the other schools in Forsyth County. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of, we were kind of the mothership, I suppose you could say, for Forsyth County, and then it kind of grew right. from there. And she was such an instrumental part in continuing that for well, Forsyth County. We look at with the Watchdogs program is that you know I've I've counted up over 20 schools that have launched um, the Watchdogs program because of the uh, program there at Midway. So it's amazing yes. to see how one school can impact you know literally hundreds if not thousands of families within your own community. That's correct. And then this year we um, we did our pizza night launch again, and I had a dad reach out to me from. Chattahoochee Elementary School here in Forsyth County, Mm -hmm. and he was starting a program there, and he had heard about Midway and all the good things that we had done there through Melissa and asked if he could come and watch and see kind of how we conducted our launch and, and see what he could do to make sure his launch was a success, and I followed up with him. He did come that night and and saw our presentation. We played a video, and we had the pizza night. And we had many dads sign up, and he had his launch the next week. So I followed up with him, and he said it went terrific. He had 100 dads show up that night that was energized and excited about the program. So I'm anxious to see as the year goes on, you know, his success at his school and um, in hopes that he's just as successful there as we are at Midway. Well, and, you know, I had a good friend of mine who has uh, children over at Coal Mountain that uh, that want to start the program. So I'm going to be leaning on you to uh, help me get the program launched over there. <laughs> I would be glad to anytime. I told him, and I said, you know, anything I can do to – and Melissa's still involved with me. I see her three days a week, and we talk about it, and I'll go to her with questions. And she's such a huge supporter and continues to be, even though she's kind of taken a back seat and let me take the lead. But um, we're always welcome to help anyone we can, and we believe in it. We're whole, 100% behind it all the way. Well, Angie, we love to hear your enthusiasm and your pride in the program. And knowing that, uh, 
the program is going to remain uh, strong for years to come at Midway is, is comforting to us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Angie Pittman from Midway Elementary in Alpharetta, Forsyth County, Georgia. Angie, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chris. All right. Once again, that was Angie Pittman from Midway Elementary, uh, of course, one of the uh, flagship schools in metro Atlanta. Uh, They launched the program about five years ago. They're in their sixth year, but they have uh, launched about uh, Let's move into our break. And we'll be hey, back Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for day at my school. Dog stands for Dad's a great student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. You, good fellow, are much more than a dad. Carrie Casey, author and CEO of the National Center for Fathering and Father of Four, explains on today's father. To a girl, a father is her first love. To a boy, a father is his first hero. Those are powerful ideas, and I want to spend two days unpacking them a bit. I'll talk about the daughters today and sons tomorrow. For a daughter, getting love from her dad is a huge thing. How he treats her sets the tone for so many other relationships in her life. Every boy or man she meets will automatically be measured against her dad in that relationship. He is her ultimate standard and role model for manhood. So, Dad, if the relationship is open and warm, your daughter will be confident and will expect those same good things from the young men in her life. She'll likely make good choices about who she spends time with. Of course, if your relationship is distant or cold, she may relate to young men as a reaction against what she had with you. She'll be looking to fill a void or get something she never got from you, and she may be desperate enough to settle for less than the best. So how can you be her first love? Let me take two brief points from our free ebook, Five Things Every Kid Must Get from Dad, which has ideas for daughters and for sons, so it fits well with these two broadcasts. You can download it from our website if you want more. First, be an active listener. Really tune in to her words, but also her expressions, body language, and everything else. Honor her thoughts, dreams, and ideas. Don't rush to a conclusion or a judgment. Listening shows you care. And second, make sure she knows you think she's beautiful inside and out. Many girls today feel pressure to look a certain way, and sadly, their dads contribute to that pressure. But our daughters need to know their beautiful to us just as they are. They don't have to prove or change anything. Just as important is affirming her inner beauty. Spend enough time with her that you really know her gifts and strengths so you can give sincere compliments on her sense of humor, her loyalty, courage, intelligence, or sensitivity toward people. Basically, dad, seek to win her heart and make her feel cherished. You are already her first love. You just need to give her a positive idea about what that means. Tomorrow, we'll talk about being a hero to your son. This is Carrie Casey for Today's Father. To get our free ebook for dads, 
the five things every kid must get from dad, just visit fathers.com. Again, that's fathers.com. Or you can call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Hey, Dad, back-to-school time has come and gone. At the National Center for Fathering, we hope you connected with your kids over the summer. But just because your kids are back in school does not mean that you have to lose that connection. Over 4,000 U.S. schools have implemented the Dads of Great Students program, also known as Watchdog. This program gives fathers and father figures an opportunity to be engaged in their children's education during the school year. Call your school to see if a Watchdogs program is available in your area. If not, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Hello, this is Oka Thornton, the National PTA President, and you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Things work better when I turn the microphone on. <laughs> this is Watch Dogs Radio. You are listening to episode number 113. It is Tuesday, November the 18th, and this is Keith Shoemaker. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. We're having a little bit of, little bit of sun here, but it's still cold. I'm also online here with my good friend Chris Dannenauer at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually, uh, well, about a month and a half ago, we had the chance to gather here in Atlanta at the National PTA Watchdogs Male Engagement Conference. We had the opportunity to bring people all the way from Alaska, Hawaii, and all of the states together to talk about how we are going to move this idea of male engagement and education forward. And the catalyst behind all that is the National PTA Male Engagement Committee. Um, you know, about a week after that, we, uh, we wanted to get in touch with uh, Mr. Michael Knowles. We had some uh, complications, but we are very proud and very happy to have the uh, National PTA Male Engagement Committee Chairman, Mr. Michael Knowles, our good friend. Mike, how are you doing today, and how's the weather in Chicago? Doing great, Keith, and freezing our toes off, but it's, uh, uh, it's great to, to hear from you. Um, you know, I'm a great friend of Watchdogs and uh, have a great affinity for for, the, for your team there, your staff, and also for the work you're doing across the country. Well, well, thank you, Mike, and certainly thank you for all you've done over the, the, the many years and in, in several right. uh, things and opportunities that, that you've done over the years. Um, we wanted to talk about the Male Engagement Committee, kind of how the Male Engagement Committee got started, what it is, uh, the mission, and then get into what the meat of what we've been doing over the last, uh, what we were able to do here in Atlanta. So, Mike, you want to give us a little bit of the history? I know you were very involved in the uh, the origins of the Male Engagement Committee. Yeah, uh, great. Well, you know, the Male Engagement Committee sort of came out of uh, the, the PTA's national uh, membership committee, and it also uh, was the energy behind uh, that committee, the membership committee, was the energy behind an, an alliance that we created called the Moore Alliance. Uh, men organized to raise engagement, which uh, Watchdogs and, and several other organizations are a part of. Um, but the, the history of the, the, the of that committee is that uh, out of the membership committee, uh, when we decided to put greater emphasis on male engagement at PTA, um, we we decided to create this committee, and at the time you have to remember that uh, PTA's male uh, uh, membership 
across the country, and male, what we called at that time male involvement, um, uh, was about 7%. That meant 7% of, at that time of, of about 5 million members. Um, so uh, Chuck, um, a gentleman by the name of Chuck Sailors, the first uh, national PTA pre- male president, uh, when he came into office, said, let's get this alliance going. Let's focus on dads for two reasons. One, we, we know the research that tells us when fathers are engaged, greater outcomes academically and socially. Um, we, know, we, we knew that research, so we knew we had that was one thing that the PTA had to do. And also, again, and, and, and as we began to develop membership, we wanted to see uh, more men just engaged in the PTA. And so with those two things in mind, we actually did uh, start the, the male engagement committee um, and the more alliance, uh, and and we went from that seven percent we told you uh, about to today about twenty two percent of of uh, PTA being um, being men. So it's it a, a great effort. Well, and it's through the effort of a lot of people. Now the uh, the committee itself is is spread nationwide, and I've made some great friends on the committee. Can you give us a, a little bit of background on um, who's on the committee and what they represent? Uh, sure, you, you bet I can. It's a pretty actually it's the largest committee at PTA now. Um, it's uh, it's made up of, of a number of, of very different uh, ethnicities and also very different uh, n- national regions. Uh, uh, we have uh, Jim Akamando out of Connecticut, um, Calvin Indo, who's in Hawaii, and, and then a number of people who are in between. Uh, David Heredia out of California, uh, Nicholas Goddard, who's in Florida, but actually is in the Atlanta area now. Nicholas is there in school. Um, Ian McDonald, who's uh, uh, out of New Hampshire. Um, Ike Patterson out of Pennsylvania. Manuel Perez, who's also here in the, in the Chicago area. Uh, Will Robinson, who's out of New York. Max Saleh, who is out of uh, Michigan. Uh, Ed Squires on, uh, down there in the south in Kentucky. Uh, Otha Thornton III, also in Georgia, over in the Savannah area, uh, okay. who's also the son of, son of the president. Uh, Joe Vitrano, who is uh, up in, uh, who's our vice chair, who's also in Ohio. And uh, Sergio Chavez, who, who lives in the Arizona area. So that's a pretty broad uh, uh, sector of America. Uh, again, a very diverse group. Uh, and uh, just a really great bunch of guys to work with. Oh, absolutely. I'm very fortunate to count each one of them as a, as a friend. And uh, we had a great time uh, here in Atlanta. The, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how did we get the idea of doing a male engagement conference, what it took to put it together, and, and really what did we do? What were our outcomes? What were our successes? Well, the first conference really was held in. It was also held in Atlanta. It was. It wasn't the standalone conference. We went to the standalone conference after the male engagement committee. Uh, the the first male engagement committee made that recommendation, and we were able to do that um, in Kansas City with with the help of Watchdogs uh, um, in February of 2013. Um, the uh, the current Atlanta um, conference. It's sort of grown to uh, to be sort of an, an, an inspirational event for um, our for leaders around the country for PTA leaders. Again, male engagement um, in in many ways is, is at its sort of at its beginning in, in PTA. Um, at least the emphasis on male engagement. We've really we've been doing it for six and a half, seven years now. Um, you know, in an organization that's 118 years old, mm-hmm. right? So. The idea here is that we would we would bring 
guys together, or at least begin to develop this momentum uh, in the states. We've asked our, our, all of our states to develop leadership, um, either male engagement chairs or male engagement committees of their own or more alliance committees, as some of them are called. Um, but, but to be able to uh, access male engagement programs, um, and our committee's charge really is to sort of plan, market, to advocate, really to assess these programs, to, re to make recommendations, um, you know, to m ensure that the, the programs are relevant. Um, again, uh, to, to make sure that these programs are inclusive of cultures and of language. And, and the idea that, that we can get um, our states who are beginning to do their own, and our, and our local units uh, mm -hmm. who are beginning to do their own male engagement programs to make sure that they're sharing their best practices. So that's, a, that's sort of the both the charge and sort of the, our, our mission as a, as a committee. Okay. So it's a a goal that there be a male engagement committee at, at realistically every level of PTA at the state or what you may call the congresses because they're not all state PTAs. Um, and, and even down to a male engagement committee at your local school. Yeah, yes, and throughout all all aspects of PTA, the idea is to have some sort of um, some sort of male engagement effort, and it and it may be formalized, uh, or it may be utilizing one of the one of our partners like Watchdogs or All Pro Dads or Strong Fathers Strong Families or or other male engagement programs in your community. Uh, mm -hmm. But but that's the whole that really is the goal and the whole mission is that we're we're thinking. Uh, about fathers and, and father figures and uh, any men that are significant to children, um, mm. I can certainly say that you know we, we we've made a lot of progress. But we really, as a good friend of mine always says, you know, every kid probably uh, he said I would guess that every kid has a father. A hundred percent of them. Yeah, right. A hundred percent of them, and so. Uh, we would hope that fathers, wherever they may be, and, and mothers, wherever they may be, would be engaged. So we've got some work to do to get to the numbers of of, of, of men that we feel that should be engaged in, in, in the lives of, of children. So well, certainly through your and work and through the committee, on. we have uh, we've made some some progress and some inroads, and as we say, the on ramp. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've come we've come quite a uh, you know the, those numbers as we as we talk, we talk to you about them that seven percent to the twenty two percent represent uh, you know n nearly three quarters of a million members uh, mm -hmm. you know so that we're making progress and so I, wow. I do think I do think that there's a lot of work to do um, again uh, the you know, PTA uh, as many parent school parent organizations have really been. Uh, led by by mom and women, uh, and they've done a great job. And, and I think the the emphasis for us is that we need to to get in in the game too. That it's mm -hmm. in, in these in these days and in, in these times, it's all hands on deck. And that's mm -hmm. a little bit of a, uh, our message to the guys is we we think that you know um, put the remote down sometimes, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> get out there and, and get engaged because. The, you're going to make your kids better. You're going to make your kids and their kids' friends better. You're going to make their schools better um, by being there. You're going to you're going to give them a a, a new dynamic. Um, you know, we get letters from from schools that say when the dads are there, our schools feel safer. Uh, uh, we get letters from uh, you know teachers and from other people who say when the, when those fathers are there, the kids uh, behave differently. Mm -hmm. That's bullying. 
Um, it's a, just a better all-around learning environment. Exactly. Well, Mike, as we wind up here, uh, any uh, any plans for the future you can let us know about? Well, I certainly can. Um, you can, uh, as part of our work, you can look for a male engagement kit at the www.a website. It'll be a how to start a male engagement program, how to access programs like Watchdogs and other male programs, um, and some other tips for fathers and dads who want to be more engaged. That'll be coming up. Also, well, thank uh, you once again, a number Mr. Mike Holt, National PTA Male Engagement Chairman. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Keith. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.